0: motorsport 411 presents all the
1: four and two wheeled action motorsport 411 with sean Cartavillas. welcome to motorsport 411 your home for all your four and two wheel action in africa coming up in this episode we'll recap last weekend's motocross of africa nations event in uganda where kenya finished fourth overall We'll speak to the team manager for the winning team, South Africa, Sheldon Watkins. And we'll also catch up with Kenya's team manager, Patrick Malungu. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport
0: 411.
1: Welcome to the episode. So around 200 riders competed at the Victoria Park Raceway for the Motocross African Nations event in Uganda. South Africa won the event with 654 points, just one ahead of Zambia. Uganda was in 3rd place with 578 points, with Kenya finishing in 4th place with 346 points. Botswana and Zimbabwe rounded off the standings. Now, Sheldon Watkins is the team manager for the winning team South Africa and asked him if the victory by just one point was a surprise.
2: Yeah, I think the result was very close because obviously Zambia had a lot more riders than us to start off at the event. They had, I think it was 25 riders. Uh, They pretty much had two or three riders in every class. And we arrived with 17 or 19 riders, I think it was. Um, and then we lost a few um, due to injuries, and then one of the 125cc riders um, seized a bike. So I think we lost three riders to injuries, um, one on the first day in the first qualifying, and then two on, the on Sunday, and then a bike blew up on Sunday as well. So we ended up finishing the event with, I think it was 14 or 13 riders. So it was very, very close. I think it came down to one point.
1: South Africa for a long, long time, uh, having uh, a lot of talent uh, coming through. Uh, did you take your strongest team to Uganda?
2: Um, I don't know if it was the strongest, but I think it was the strongest we could have taken to Uganda, considering the, dis- the distance and the logistical issues that we faced along the way, because um, it wasn't a cheap exercise. So, it, um, But we took a strong enough team to walk away with a win, I think.
1: Yeah, you are the champions from 2019. Uh, in terms of the organization of the competition, uh, how was it?
2: Um, the organization of the competition was pretty good. Um, obviously, small issues here and there, but nothing too major. And it was a good event, fun event. Um, all the riders enjoyed it. Um, we had a t- discussion afterwards, and everyone said that as long as they came here, had fun, and were smiling while they're riding in their helmets, we're happy. And obviously, we came to have fun and obviously to try and get the win, which we did, and everyone was happy.
1: There was a lot of talk about the track before the event. How was the track?
2: Um, the track was it started off on one side of the scale and ended on the other side of the scale. Um, two very different tracks from from Saturday to Sunday. I mean, I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys saw the track on Saturday morning for the first qualifying. It was an absolute mud bath, slushy and wet and muddy everywhere. And then by the final heats on Sunday, it was hard path, deep ruts everywhere, and dry
1: how does the tracker uh, compare to tracks in south africa
2: um if you compare it to pretty Maritzburg, where we race some of the nationals um it's pretty much almost exactly the same just that the compound the soil compound is a bit uh, harder and a bit more um, what's the word uh, clay arc? um it does maritzburg also starts so if it rains at maritzburg it gets exactly the same um if not worse and then by the end of the day also hard hard pack and dry ruts and a lot of square edges as well pretty much what we got at garuga uh,
1: it's a fairly new track uh, it also looks very very scenic i haven't been there but uh, the pictures look quite stunning there
2: yeah it was very nice um situated right on Lake Victoria which was very awesome. Um, Something we've never experienced with a track like that before. Um, Obviously, they don't have issues with water obviously but uh, very nice track. The layout was amazing. Um, Just obviously towards the end of the second day of racing, it just got a bit dusty but I mean that was to be expected with the amount of bikes that were on the track and the heat that we got as well.
1: Sheldon, uh, just one point uh, separating uh, South Africa from uh, Zambia. Uh, there was Uganda, also Kenya uh, finishing in fourth. Uh, how was the competition uh, in the different classes?
2: It's coming up. Eh? Um, MX, uh, I think it was the Pro mini class or the MX Lights. The Ugandans had a very good ride in there, um, and then obviously the other teams. Throughout the years, they they're getting better and they're bringing the fights to the other African countries. Zambia have come up quite a lot as well. Um, I used to live in Zambia for three years back in the early two thousands, and I raced there for a couple of years. So, and it's nice to see that because after I left there, I think it was in two thousand and three, the motorsport died, and it's nice to see that it's coming up again and it have got a strong team.
1: South Africa, of course, uh, motorsport has been very, very strong. And motocross, uh, you know, there's no doubt about uh, the talent there. Uh, you had COVID. Uh, how how's motocross? Uh, how, first of all, how did it survive during COVID, and how's the bounce back?
2: Um, the bounce back seems to be pretty good. Um, the guys are coming back. Um, look, not everyone can afford to race after COVID, so it is. It's not as quick as we as we'd like. Um, but at nationals, we're getting a good number of riders i think it varies between 110 to 120 riders at a national um regionals are starting to come up as well but I mean, certain, like if we had a racing license, you were allowed to travel a certain amount of distance during level four lockdown to go and training and stuff like that. So it did help us. Um, I, I was lucky and fortunate enough that I live on a big piece of land where I ended up building a track so I could ride at home. <laughs> so that was quite cool. So and then as soon as level three opened up the tracks and racing again, we got back to racing at level three.
1: Um, just tell us about the state of the sport, the current state of the sport. Uh, could it be better at the moment uh, and how does it work? Uh, I know there's uh, a lot of dealers, uh, you know, in terms of access to equipment and things like that. Uh, h- how does it work uh, in South Africa?
2: So there's a lot of um, bike shops and dealers around South Africa um, and they do support a lot of the guys at race. So, I mean, if you're a loyal customer of them, they'll give you like 15, 20% discounts on parts and accessories and stuff like that. So that does help a lot of the guys because as we all know motocross is not a cheap sport it's expensive there's a lot of trainers out there as well um, a lot of tracks that we get to train on i mean i think in johannesburg we've got about seven or eight motocross tracks to go training so it does help and then the guys do travel and use access to coaches that have spent time overseas racing so it does help and there are quite a few private guys that do sponsor smaller teams that help out at cost price and stuff like that. So it does help a lot of the guys. Uh, from your
1: experience this weekend, uh, how is the state of the sport uh, across the continent?
2: It's pretty healthy to see. Two hundred riders. I think that's the amount of riders we got uh, plus minus this weekend. It seems to be very good. Um, I mean. Uganda had a very big field, which is very good to see. I mean, there's not even a bark shop in this country, from what I believe, and to see that amount of riders and barks on the lawn from Uganda without and with the limited uh, resources they have, it's very healthy. Um, It's nice to see that it's growing Um, in Botswana as well. Unfortunately, their bike got stuck in Tanzania on the first day, but they did manage to get some bikes. And so there's a good camaraderie. The guys help each other out. Um, And it seems like the sport is growing substantially in Africa.
1: Sheldon, uh, you mentioned you lived in Zambia for a while, uh, moving to South Africa.
2: Uh, I did, yes.
1: uh, Just give us a a background, uh, you know, uh, you and the sport
2: um so i started racing in 2000 um i was my family moved to zambia for my dad to work and i started racing there um i actually raced against my coach this weekend Dale holiday um he was in my in the same heat as me um he coached me about 18 19 years ago and i haven't seen him for about 15 16 years um and then i moved to namibia for a year in 2003 and then back to south africa in 2004 Um, I did stop for a couple of years due to injuries, and then I came back in 2016 and carried on racing again. But I've raced all over Africa for the last uh, 15 odd years, yeah.
1: Uh, As team manager, you must have been ecstatic. I know it was very, very tight, the result, uh, but you must have been uh, very ecstatic uh, with the result.
2: I was, yes. It's my first time managing the South African Marikos team. Um, It was quite a big task to take on. Um, They came to me and offered it to me, and I said, yeah, I'll because i'm going anywhere i may as well take it on there was a lot to do a lot of logistics a lot of issues that we had to deal with um it was quite stressful but i'm happy with the results as the first time managing and to walk over the win um i was very happy with that yeah
1: um we we see the strength of motorsport in south africa uh you know we we follow uh quite a lot uh, the off-road series uh track racing is very very strong uh both on two wheels and four wheels uh Rallying as well, uh, struggling a little bit, uh, but hopefully will bounce back. Uh, In terms of uh, motocross, uh, how do you see the future in South Africa?
2: Um, I said pretty, uh, getting stronger. Um, there's a lot of juniors coming in, um, a lot of people wanting to come into the sport. So as long as we can build up the junior ranks and then that'll filter into the senior ranks. Um, seniors isn't too strong at the moment, um, but we're hoping that'll change and it will get better. Obviously, we all know there's politics in sport, but if we can look past that and get um, everyone on the same page and everyone towards a common goal, I'm sure we can build the sports up even better.
1: In Kenya, we have a sort of uh, brain drain, if I can say it that way, in terms of uh, motocross riders, uh, you know, they they grow up here and then uh, they move overseas and, you know, it seems to be a cyclical problem uh, in terms of, yes, we get young uh, people coming in. Uh, do you have that problem in South Africa?
2: Um, we haven't had too many guys going overseas at the moment. So there's a lot of juniors uh, in the 65s and pro mini class, and obviously now 125s. Um, that are they racing between South Africa and Europe at the moment? So they they're basically doing the national circuits and part of the European season so they haven't completely left and gone over but it looks and then obviously we got some of the guys in the MX1 and MX2 class going over to England to race the British Championships which is pretty good. Um, it's going to be good for our sport because obviously the better they get then when they come back it's, it's going to uplift the bar for if you want to call it that so that everyone else can reach that so that the talent is going to get even better.
1: Uh, can you give us an idea of uh, some of the talent in South Africa in terms of the names, uh, you know, like in GP, you've got the, the Binder brothers who, you know, are doing so well in GP. Uh, in terms of motocross, uh, who's coming through, uh, you know, particularly in Europe?
2: Um, so we've got um, obviously at the moment Tristan Purden, he's our MX1, MX2, reigning national champion. Um, he's racing the British Championships overseas between South Africa as well. He's leading the national championship. Um, you've got Cameron Darrow. they're both from Red Bull KTM. They're at odds in the mx1 mx2 class and racing overseas um you've got in the junior ranks you've got guys like Trainfall second the 65 class there, but and then the the martin brothers they're racing 65s 85s overseas um there's a whole bunch of guys that have gone over to finland now for the world championships so it's doing very well um the guys are Putting in the work and going overseas. I mean, we've got trainers in South Africa, such as Shannon Toublanche, who's a ex MX GP rider. He raced overseas at GP level for what I think it was 12 or 13 years. And he's in South Africa. He's one of the top coaches. There's actually, there's so, there's a lot of, um, big names and a lot of guys that can actually help the sport a lot to grow the sport and get all the riders up to standard to go overseas and possibly get some more world champions because we haven't had anyone, I think, since uh, Tyler Retra.
1: Absolutely fantastic, Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, We do hope uh, to speak to you once again in the future, but congratulations Sheldon uh, to you and your team on winning the Motocross African Nations uh, Championship in Uganda over the weekend.
2: Thank you very much. Anna. I appreciate the call. You guys are welcome to, to talk to me anytime. And yeah, I would just like to thank uh, MSA, FIM, and everyone that helped us get here. And obviously to uh, the Ugandan Motorsport Federation for organizing an event and hosting us in their country. It was amazing. And I'm sure we'll be back here in the next couple of years for more racing.
1: That's the team manager for South Africa, Sheldon Watkins. We'll be back. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome back. Now, it was a tough event for Kenya, finishing fourth at the Motocross African Nations event at the Victoria Parker Raceway. Patrick Malungu is the team manager for Kenya and asked him if he was satisfied with the result. Uh,
0: well, you can never be satisfied with
1: fourth place. One is always the best.
0: But, uh a fairly good uh, performance by the kenyan team given the fact that uh, they don't uh, have so many different surfaces to train on uh the the, the conditions were really really rough it was pro- probably one of the roughest tr- tracks i've seen uh it was very wet at the, on saturday then uh, on saturday on sunday uh it dried up and uh, then it became very uh, rutty which uh, was really really rough surface I was very proud of the team i think they did very well for 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 what they practiced for
1: how strong or how weak was the uh, kenya team Uh, we know motocross is always going through transition Uh, you have riders coming in uh, in particularly in the uh, smaller classes Uh, when we say smaller classes the smaller ccs uh, but they end up uh, going overseas uh, to study and uh, eventually leave motocross
0: yeah, in the small in the small classes we were fairly strong it's a larger class X1 and MX2 where we actually didn't have many riders I mean we had one rider in uh, MX1 and no riders in MX2. Uh, that's when we actually lose uh, the, the, the uh, kids and uh, they take off overseas to go to school as you mentioned but uh, in the uh, small classes, of the 50 the 65 uh, we, we, we had a uh, pretty good uh, pretty good showing we had 10 uh, 50s eight uh, 65s. So we had a full team, which, uh, of course, comprises of five, uh, f- five riders um, officially to uh, race for the country. And then the 85s and uh, 125s, we only had two riders. Uh, unfortunately, one of the riders got injured before we, we left. And then uh, one of the two riders left actually also got uh, injured. So we only had one rider really riding in that in that class, uh, and, and you can't really win uh, the champion. You can't win uh, the country championship that way. He did very well. He did very well uh, and, until he also had uh, a little bit of a mishap on the last lap of the third uh, heat. In the 125, is really actually where we did fairly well. We had uh, two riders there, that uh, Alex Candier and Peter Magua, who, were, uh, who have who seasoned. They're used to this mix of African nations, and uh, we managed to get a, a second. In uh, in that class uh, for the country for the country um, competition.
1: All right. Uh, how many uh, motocross riders competed uh, in the event over the weekend, and uh, who do you see as the star riders uh, in terms of Kenya? We were
0: 29 riders that uh, came to this race, and that's probably the the biggest amount of riders we've ever had in an in an international meeting at least at least of recent times. It's 1050cc, uh, uh, around eight. Uh, 65 cc's two 85 cc's two 180 125s and one mx1 and then the vets 35 and over we had uh three vets they did very very well they got a second place finish as a group as a country as a country team so they really uh signed they, they really shined. in the ladies uh mx we also uh, picked up a third place finish with uh uh, Cherono, Cherono Candie leading leading the way. She actually had a fourth place finish in the uh, overall in her individual standings. But uh, as far as the competition went, uh, the, the who stood up for, um, who stood up a lot was uh, Alex Candie, who was the ca- actually the team captain. So so we did we did fairly well for uh, where we're coming from and uh, with the conditions that we've been practicing uh, practicing on.
1: All right, and we know it's not cheaper to go to Uganda with twenty nine riders. Uh, how was it financed?
0: Um, really individually financed. Um, the parents, the parents, and uh, of course the club uh, pitched in where it could. But uh, this, this, the sport, right at this point, uh, is really uh, financed by the parents. And I'd like to thank the parents for actually taking on that uh, that responsibility. It's a lot of money to uh, move um, the, the bike to uh, the race location. It really did a, a great job. This year, at uh, participating and getting uh, getting the numbers up uh, in this competition,
1: Patrick. I'm in a WhatsApp group for Uganda Motocross, and it really seems to be thriving. Uh, Whereas in Kenya. We seem to essentially have the same problem every year where you're losing riders to go overseas. Uh, Is there anything you can do to arrest the situation, uh, particularly with the MX1 and MX2 classes? Yeah, I think uh,
0: Kenya. what Kenya needs to do is kind of look at uh, getting uh, more people involved in... um in MX, especially from the underprivileged uh, communities. Uh, what you find mostly, the, the, uh, the sport is so expensive uh, in Kenya that uh, you really need a lot of money to participate, and not a lot of uh, Kenyans have uh, that, that kind of money to participate. If we could find a way to uh, include a lot more uh, riders from different uh, walks of life, uh, I think Kenya would uh, be one of the top uh, motocross uh, countries in the, on the continent. But uh, until we can do that, it, uh, it's, it becomes very difficult because you don't have as uh, much a pool of people to pull from in order to, uh, to, uh, to race uh, against uh, countries like South Africa and uh, Zimbabwe uh, or, or even uh, countries like uh, Zambia. They, Zambia is also very strong um, and it has uh, people from all walks of life.
1: Um, we used to beat Uganda for fun. Uh, it looks uh, like it's the other way around now. Well, what is Uganda doing that's right, uh, that we can't get right here, here in Kenya? Uh,
0: that, that, uh, that, my my uh, uh, prior comment is actually what Uganda is doing. Um, Uganda includes uh, all types of uh, riders from all walks of life. Um, you, you'll find that uh, the riders from, uh, let's say, a, a small... Uh, town uh, where um, people know all know each other will draw a lot more crowd to the um, to the event. And in so doing, um, they generate a lot more income and are able to sponsor more riders that uh, don't might not have the money to do that. So Uganda generates a lot of uh, income from uh, just their races. Uh, in the race, this race, I think there must have been uh, there must have been at least uh, ten to twenty thousand uh, f- uh, spectators. And once you have uh, those type of uh, those type of uh, that type of revenue uh, coming in, you're able to uh, do a lot more for the sport. And Uganda is doing very very well uh, in that area.
1: They also appear to be investing uh, in infrastructure. We're seeing that also in rallying uh, the Victoria Park Raceway. Uh, that's uh, quite a new track, huh? Yeah. Well, the track is not necessarily uh, very new, but it's really does it designed
0: very well, and uh, it sits right by the lake, so you have enough uh, water to uh, uh, create different types of conditions one of the weaknesses we have in Kenya is that uh, it's uh, the tracks are so dry that uh, a kid doesn't get to uh, um, experiment uh, with wet conditions which which this I mean this was one of the wettest uh, races I've ever seen actually in uh, in motocross. it was really really wet it, it rained it rained cats and dogs mother nature uh, came in and uh, the track was absolutely absolutely uh, wet I mean I, it's the wettest I've've uh, seen.
1: Now, one of the main problems we have in Kenya is we have just one track, uh, Jamhuri Park. Um, I remember when I used to murder cross uh, back in the early 80s, uh, there were a number of different tracks. Uh, you, you've got Nakuru. Nakuru is not really used uh, at the Rift Valley Murder Sports Club in Salai. Um, what What's being done uh, to try and create more tracks? There, well, there's a, a, a big effort towards that, by the way, um, because uh, the
0: Pingo Ridge now has a motocross track, which we tested out last year. Then there's a, a track in uh, Nakuru in Kabarak that uh, is actually being developed. And uh, hopefully we'll race there for a uh, fun race just to test the track out and see if, we can, if, that, see, see if that can be uh, included in uh, next year's uh, national uh, um, calendar. So th- there is some work being done. But it, it, it will take time to uh, develop these tracks uh, and make enough, uh, enough of them. If you look at South Africa, for example, in and around Johannesburg, there are probably about uh, six or seven tracks, you know, just in one town, around one town. Uh, we need to get to that level.
1: Uh, the likes of Apollo, uh, you know, we had some great talent uh, coming through in motocross. Uh, well, what's happened uh, to some of the riders who have gone overseas? Are they still competing or have they moved on? I think the one rider that's still competing is Apollo Mbuki. He's, uh, he's actually in the U.S.
0: Uh, competing there. I'm not quite sure about uh, the other riders that have gone to the U.S. Usually, you know, as you mentioned earlier on, uh, usually these kids go to uh, to study. So motocross uh, is an extra expense that uh, they probably don't um, uh, consider. And also, it, it, it takes a lot of time uh, to participate. Participate, But I think Apollo is the only one who is uh, uh, racing at this point in the U.S.,
1: Now, one of the issues, uh, and you had mentioned earlier, is the expense uh, of the equipment. I know that goes across the region, uh, but uh, this also goes across motorsport here in Kenya, where it is uh, very, very expensive to acquire and maintain equipment. Uh, We are in transition, obviously, with the elections and all, uh, but any talks uh, with the government or Ministry of Sports or anything uh, to try and see what you can do, uh, particularly in terms of uh, maybe tax waivers or something on sports equipment? Uh, yeah, I think those discussions. I'm not
0: very. I'm not privy to uh, much of what the uh, federation is doing uh, with uh, with the ministry and so on, but I do believe that those dis- uh, discussions are taking place. Um, Tax wave. Tax waivers, of course, would be fantastic because. Uh, 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 you know, you can pick up a bike and then bring it in here and, tra- and just pay the transport and bring it in here. It will still re- it will reduce the uh, the cost of uh, acquiring a bike. But I do believe there are some discussions going on with the Ministry of Sports and uh, and the government uh, as far as uh, making the, the sport a, mo- a lot more affordable. Definitely, that's something that would help the sport in Kenya because uh, if you look at Uganda, Uganda actually motocross uh, bikes uh, uh, tax free. They, you know you just pay for your uh, bike and transport and uh, off you go to the park
1: Wow okay yeah that, that's shocking uh, that Uganda's ahead of us uh, in terms of that uh, uh, let's just go to the local series uh, how has that been uh, this season yeah it's uh, uh, it's going on very well we, I mean really uh, the, the skills
0: the skill level in Kenya is increasing um you know by leaps and bounds by the way um but we just need to get more riders. Uh, at this point, we've done well because in the 50cc class, I think we uh, normally have about 20-22 uh, riders, and uh, 65ccs uh, usually have about 16 riders in the national. So that is where we're going to get the, 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 the crop. You know, That's the beginning of the crop. That's the foundation. Once you, you're able to fill those smaller classes, you, you can uh, actually fill the larger classes as the kids grow into uh, the bigger bikes. Uh, so we're doing very well uh, as far as recruit, recruitment. There are a lot of uh, riders right now that are not even racing, that they just, uh, just, just come to have fun at the track, um, usually 50 CCs, maybe age seven to 10. Um, there are a lot of riders there that are not even racing yet. Um, so it looks very bright, the future looks very bright as far as uh, the number of participants in uh, the Kenyan National.
1: Now, the Motocross uh, African Nations uh, Cup, uh, that, of course, is the biggest uh, motocross event in Africa. Uh, From your point of view, uh, what what did you learn and what did Kenya learn uh, from the other countries like South Africa and Zambia? The
0: number one thing we learned is that uh, we need to introduce a lot more surfaces for training. Uh, the track was uh, had uh, all types of uh, obstacles, uh, ruts which are naturally built after it rains and it dries up. Uh, there was there was mud. I mean, uh, absolute crazy mud. And uh, and uh, what we learned that okay, we need to uh, kind of look at uh, our tracks and uh, make sure we're, our kids are able to ride in sand, are able to ride in mud, are able to ride in uh, in uh, real dry conditions uh, with uh, with uh, rough 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 dry conditions. Um, the South Africans, the South Africans, of course, are the pinnacle, uh, I mean, uh, undisputed champs. They uh, r- really have a lot more tracks and are able to uh, get exposure to different surfaces. I, I, wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even be surprised if I have ice there because, because, I mean, of course, it gets cold there. But, uh, the, I mean, surfaces, surfaces, surfaces. That, that is what we need to uh, really concentrate on.
1: All right. Uh, well, what's next in terms of local motocross? Yeah, our next race is on the 17th of uh, September. Um, and we'd
0: like to see uh, everybody come out and uh, see the uh, the Kenya team uh, return home. But uh, uh, yeah, September September 17th would be our next race, uh, and that will be held at Jamuri uh, Race Track uh, there in uh, at, uh, near the showgrounds.
1: All right, Patrick, uh, thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, We know it's uh, very difficult circumstances, uh, you know, competing in Uganda and also getting there as well. Uh, Thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Thank you very much, Sean. It's a pleasure to speak to you. That's the team manager for Kenya, Patrick Malungu. We'll be back. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks very much to South Africa team manager Sheldon Watkins and Kenya team manager Patrick Malungo. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean carter Villas. See you next week.